0: Thank you for listening to the City Lights Podcast. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. We hope you enjoy the message. Uh, if you've got your Bibles, get them out. got a message for you today. Um, today, we're con- uh, continuing our series called Whole Body, Soul, Spirit. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.22 talks about, um, Paul says, I pray that you be sanctified through and through body, soul, and spirit. Okay, You and I are made up of three parts. Body, we have a body. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, our intellect. And we have a spirit, of course. That's the part of us that is renewed and connected to God. We're made up of three parts because we are made in the likeness and the image of God. So unlike the, the rest of the animals and stuff in the world, God used himself as the pattern when he made mankind. You and I are made up of three parts because God himself is made up of three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so we resemble your father. You look like your father. Amen? Okay. So you, you look like daddy. All right. The Godhead is three co-equal persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But these three possess Perfect unity and live in perfect harmony. You don't have God the Father doing one thing over here, Jesus trying something else, and the Holy Spirit, whatever. You know, they're they're one and the same. They're doing the same thing. Okay, so they possess perfect unity and harmony. However, the problem with mankind, the consequence of living in a fallen world um, after after the fall of man, um, has trickled down through the ages, and mankind. Um, by and large has lived in a fractured state of triuneness. Triune is, you know, three parts. Uh, I'll say it this way. Mankind has lived in a state of brokenness, okay? For the most part, mankind has lived in a state of brokenness. You've seen this play itself out through the ages. But here's the deal. If How many know if we pull the rug out from under one part of a person's being, the whole being suffers, Okay. I gave this illustration a couple weeks ago, but if your body is sick, your, your, uh, your soul, your mind will emotions will suffer, and your spirit may not be able to step into its fullness of divine purpose. Um, if your soul is full of unforgiveness and resentment, then it might manifest itself in your body. The, the, the Bible says, Proverbs 14.30, a heart at peace gives life to the body. Okay, a heart, mind, will, and emotions that are at peace gives life to the body. But envy rots the bones, and that's not just like a, you know, fun little metaphor in scripture. Like that's literal. Like many times, people who are full of envy and bitterness and resentment, many times their body manifests and is sick. And and um, so our our mind has an effect on our body. Stress and emotional chaos can manifest within our physical bodies. If you've gone through a very stressful time, sometimes people who are going through a very stressful time. They'll, they'll have symptoms like a heart attack, but they're not having a heart attack. Why? There's so much stress built up in their body. Um, a, a couple weeks ago, I thought this was a good illustration. A couple weeks ago, I was preparing a message, and uh, it was just one of those days where I just had some neck and, you know, upper back tension, and I was like, it, it, was, it was it was making it hard for me to focus on work. I, I had work to do, and I was like, man, I can't get this tension. I'm trying to rub it out, you know, and lean against the doorpost or whatever, and and uh, I thought, if I could just find a massage therapist for like to get me in for like 30 minutes, maybe if I could just get in there for 30 minutes, get a quick you know quick massage, maybe I can get this tension gone. And so I'm looking online at just the different you know massage therapists and whatever in Greeley, and you know you go through their process to sign up, but then none of them have appointments like now. You know they're all like next week. I'm like, well, this is going to help me next week. I need it now. You know, um, so it wasn't going to work out for me to get one. And then I realized after about 20 minutes of searching online. I was like, you know what? My neck and back feel like a little bit better. And I didn't pray or anything like that. I guess that's probably the first thing I should have done. But uh, I realized that i have been thinking about a massage for about 20 minutes. And just thinking about, I'm like, I started to relax, just thinking about a massage. (laughs) So there's this... And, and I was like, it didn't fully go away, but it was good enough that I could get back to work and get some things done. I'm just saying that to say, there's the connection between the emotional stress that we feel manifests itself in our bodies. Um, and because our, our body, soul, spirit are interconnected and they influence one another, okay? So um, I think it's important for Christians to, to not just have a one-dimensional approach to life and spirituality. Many times we just focus on the spirit, we're like, who cares about the body and the soul, whatever. Listen, we are three, three parts, our being. We need to have a kind of a holistic approach to our spirituality and our life because they're all interconnected and influence one another. Okay. So, in this series, on the, uh, the macro level, we've been focusing on optimizing God's original design. Okay. That sounds like a new agey thing. It's not. Okay. We want to optimize the triuneness of our beings. Okay. Um, in order to do this, how many how many here work on cars? You got you know, any mechanics in the house? Okay, sweet. I need to know who you are in case I ever have problems. No. Um, I, I used to work on cars a lot. I took auto mechanics class in high school. And how many know if you're working on a car, you, you get this book, and as you're putting things together, you don't just tighten things however much you feel they need to be tightened. I mean, no, you get the like the torque specifications, and you have to you have to get a torque wrench so you know exactly how much pressure you're applying to a bolt, and you have to tighten that bolt just the way that it says. Actually, I just recently put a lift kit on my on my forerunner and I had to I had to go get a torque wrench because it's like tighten these bolts to this and this, and I had to know exactly. Well, listen. We are we if we're going to find out the way that we're designed and optimizing um, the way God made us, we have to go to the designer, find out how he's fashioned us, find out how he's made us, and find out how much torque I need in this area in that area, right okay so we want to consult the designer today, consult the designer because he knows how to get the best version of you out of you, Amen so on a macro level, we've been talking about that. On the micro level, this is the last two messages we talked about. The first part one we talked about. Um, we've we've gone really focused and talked about really specific things. Uh, so the week one we talked about uh, Christians and vaccinations, and I, there's just a lot of stuff out there. And, and uh, so I just took a message and talked about that. I'm not going to go into it. If you didn't hear that message, go back and listen to the message on Christians and vaccinations because why it has to do with our bodies. Part two. Um, I talked about something that can certainly have an effect on our soul and our bodies. I talked about Christians and drinking alcohol. What does the Bible have to say about Christians and drinking alcohol? So, if you missed that one, again go back. I'm just gonna let you wonder what I said until you go back and listen to it, okay? Is he for it? Is he against it? Where is it at? You know, Okay. um, this week, um I'm, I was going to talk about cannabis. I was gonna talk about pop because how I know we live in Colorado. And as churches, this, is, this has been a new development in the last, I don't know, how long has it been legal? A decade or so? Yeah. Not even. So it's, it's a new development. And as a pastor, this is, when I talk to pastors from other you know, states, it, we have to approach things differently because like, they have different rules than we do here in Colorado. So I was going to talk about this, and I, will, I am going to circle back around to that. But, um, but I'm going to table that for a couple weeks. Um, today, I wanted to kind of take a step back And um, instead of going after a micro subject, I want to talk about um, kind of a macro uh, subject. And in some ways, when we focus on these little subjects, we can get the cart before the horse. So again, today I want to kind of hone in on focusing on the designer's original design and some of the ways that we're wired. In doing so, I kind of want to reinforce what we just did up here with our city groups and encouraging you to jump in and get community. We want to be a church where people have a place to plug in. Okay, but here's the deal. Um, I want to talk today about some of our spirit and soul needs. Here's the deal. You and I have legitimate soul needs and spirit spiritual needs, And but thankfully, God has provided a healthy means to fulfill those needs, okay? But when we do not get our legitimate needs met in a healthy way, we will inevitably chase after inferior substitutions, right? If you're not getting these soul and spirit needs met in a healthy way, you will inevitably chase after inferior substitutions, okay? They might, to an extent, help you, but in the end, they're inferior substitutions. And I want to just highlight this today. Um, Many times, uh, people who have chemical uh, substance abuses, uh, drugs or alcohol, many times, those are just unhealthy means of chasing after legitimate needs of love, value, acceptance, needing to feel a a, a sense of bonding, a sense of significance, a sense of adventure. Pastor Kurt, why do you hike all those mountains? Because I want a sense of adventure, right? That's better than doing drugs, so you should be thankful that I hike mountains, okay? (laughs) How many know your pastor should not do drugs? but He should hike mountains, so write that down. Okay, we need a sense of adventure, okay? We need a sense of significance, acceptance, value, love. We all need the sense of being able to bond with people. Um, uh, anyone would, um, maybe not everyone knows this, but there's more benefits to nursing babies than just the nutrients they get. There's actually a, um, a bonding experience that happens between the mother and the baby. Um, oxytocin is released in the baby and in the mother, and there's a bonding experience that happens there, okay? Um, and, uh, but there are certain types of drugs they actually release the oxytocin as well, okay? So many times we're chasing after bonding, we're chasing after these substitutions, um, but there's also healthy ways to get those needs met, okay? How many know another way to raise oxytocin is to hug someone, to get some exercise, okay? So there are healthy ways to meet those needs. Um, perhaps you have a vice in your life. Harmony talked about this a minute ago. Perhaps there's a struggle you have, a vice in your life. I wonder if that vice actually might be rooted in a legitimate need that is being misdirected, okay? Are you chasing after something in alcohol or in drugs or some other type of vice in your life that is actually a legitimate need and you haven't figured out how to get that need met, okay? So um, here at the church, we, we talk about the need to belong. I talk about this in our belong class. If you have never come to our belong class, um, I believe it's not next Sunday. It's the week Sunday after that. Come through our belong class. But belonging is a fundamental need as a human being. The need to belong to someone or something is a fundamental need as a human being. Um, Romans chapter twelve verse five. It says this. So in Christ. So how many? How many are in Christ? I'm in Christ. I'm interwoven into Christ. I'm seated in Christ in heavenly places. He lives in me. I live in him. I don't know exactly how that works, but we are one in spirit, okay? So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. But watch this, and each member belongs to all the other members. So I belong to you, you belong to me, and you belong to the person across the room from you. Why? We're a body, okay? Here's the deal. God has created us as relational beings, because he's relational, He's created us as relational beings who need two things, divine connection as well as human connection. You were wired and made and fashioned for divine connection, connection with your creator. And you were wired and made and fashioned for human connection as well. And I really just want to expound on that today. If you ignore these needs, they will manifest can manifest in unhealthy ways, okay? Um, Here's the key. We want to be proactive about getting these fundamental needs met, okay? Why? Because you don't want to fall into a relational deficit. You don't want to fall into a spiritual deficit. Uh, Let me give you an example of this. How many people at times fall into a physical deficit, okay? Um, Many people, after a health crisis, start to exercise... Eat right, you know, and thank thank God they do. But what happened? They fell into a um, they fell into a physical deficit, and then they had to make changes in their lives. And thank God they do. But a better way to live, how many know, is to stay healthy and to stay ahead of the crisis. Okay, so it is with our with our spirit and our soul. We have certain soul needs, and we have certain spirit needs. And maybe you feel like you're doing good, like I'm fine, I'm I'm living good. Well, the day before someone had a heart attack, they probably felt fine and were doing good, right? Okay, the the day before someone blew up their life and and got hooked on drugs, they probably maybe they thought they were doing good. Okay, so we don't want to fall into relational deficits, we don't want to fall into spiritual deficits the same way we don't want to fall into physical deficits in our life. Okay. Um, oftentimes we applaud the individual who made major life changes, lost 30 pounds, you know what I mean? And and we should. You know, I, I, I love it when people are like, oh, man, you made some changes. Thank, thank goodness that happened, and we applaud them. But rarely do we recognize the person who just, like, for 30 years has just taken care of himself, has eaten right, you know, has worked out every day. We, we rarely recognize that person, okay? All right, so um, <clears throat> let's consult the designer today. How are we designed? I want to point out that Romans 12.5, um, we in Christ so many um, form one body and each member. Belongs to all the others. I want to point out that that's a reflection of the creation story. All right, so we're going to look at the creation story a little bit. How many know that Adam, before the fall, Adam and Eve, well, just Adam at this point, Adam before the fall, had perfect fellowship with God. Perfect fellowship in the Garden of Eden. In fact, the Garden of Eden, he had perfect fellowship with God. Was walking with God, and then intimately every day. Perfect fellowship. And the garden itself was perfectly conducive to promoting that relationship with God. Okay, so the environment, everything around Adam was conducive um, to having a relation with God. I found this interesting that in the Bible, it talks about Adam walking with the Lord in the cool of the day. Okay, there's this environment that's, you know, some of you are like, it's hot outside. But Adam walked in the cool of the day, right? Later on, we find out that after the, the curse that Adam... W- it would be by the sweat of his brow that he'd have to work the ground. And it, and it would be, you know, that, that was part of the curse. Okay, so the environment actually changed from a conducive environment to have a relationship with God to a hostile environment to have a relationship with God. And this is the world we live in. The world you live in is not conducive to 24-7 connection with your creator. This is why we have to be so proactive in our relationship with God and and have quiet times every day and, and, and come to church and be in relationship with people because this world is not conducive to you loving your creator with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, like Jesus said to do, okay? So, but watch this. Even though Adam had perfect fellowship with God and the environment was perfectly conducive to fellowship with God, God knew something was actually still missing from Adam's life. Okay? I'm talking pre-sin. I'm talking pre-death. God recognized, even though Adam was walking perfectly with God, God recognized there's something still missing from Adam's life. I'll say it this way. Adam had divine connection, but for a period of time, Adam did not have human connection. Okay, So it, it's not enough in our lives. Thank God for divine connection. That is the most important connection you can have but it's not enough for us just to have divine connection. We need to have relational connection with one another. Okay, You're not going to walk in the, the optimalness of your being with only divine connection. Thank God for the divine connection, but we also need human connections as well. We have soul needs. Adam had maybe certain soul needs that weren't being met. Okay, Let me illustrate this. The first chapter of the book of Genesis, God would create something and the Bible would follow up with this statement. And God saw that it was good. So, God God would make the light, the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, the sky, and God saw that it was good. He would make plants and the vegetation, and God saw that His creation was good. He made the, the birds, the cattle, the fish, the whales, and God saw that it was good. Six times in Genesis chapter one, God creates something. He takes a step back, looks at His work, and says, It's good. Okay? And then he makes mankind, male and female. Then he takes a step back, looks at his entire creation as a whole, and says this, Genesis 131, and God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. So good, good, good. Let's look at everything. This is very good, Okay. Look at your neighbor and say, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good, y'all, Okay. (laughs) What I want to point out today is that before we we move on, Genesis 2 highlights the first time in the Bible that God said something was not good. Okay, and technically speaking, although Genesis 2 comes after Genesis 1, you need to know that Genesis 2 is actually expounding on what happened in Genesis 1. Okay, did I lose you guys there? Okay, Genesis 2 is actually just expounding on something that happened in Genesis 1. So here's the deal. Before God made the woman, he said... This, Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Okay, this is the first time in the Bible God said something is not good. It's not, for, not good for man to be alone. I think, I kind of jokingly say this, but I think God just kind of observed Adam for a while walking around and he's just like, mm, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. We need to get this boy some help, you know. Uh, speaking of help, this shirt appeared in my closet the other day, and uh, I didn't buy it. My wife picked it out put it in my closet. You know why? Because us guys, we need some help sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes clothes just appear in my closet, and my wife instructs me to wear them. So, And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I told her today, I go, I would... It's really hard for me to look at clothes and be like... That would look good on her. She's like, yeah, don't ever do that. Just gift card, whatever. It's, I don't know. But she can pick something that looks good on me. So this is the first time the Bible says something is not good, okay? It's not good for man to be alone. Think about this. Adam had perfect fellowship with God, living in an environment that's perfectly conducive to have fellowship with God. And God says he needs something extra. He needs human connection. This is pre-sin, pre-death, okay? Okay. How much more do you and I, living in this world that's not conducive to having fellowship with God, how much more do we need to acknowledge this need and make sure that we have the right kind of relationships in our life, the right kind of connections in our lives? Don't ignore this, okay? Um, I, I think a really good example of this would be what happened last year. Many people began working at home. Many people didn't go to work at all. And I know many people that in, in the middle of that isolation, a lot of bad things happen in the middle of that isolation, okay? I don't think it's good for us to be isolated all the time. And, you know, people, as a pastor, this is one of the reasons why we fought to get the doors open so fast and and so quickly, because we're like, if, if there's people who want to be here, they feel safe here, they want to come, we need to honor them by having these doors open so they can come get some spiritual needs met, amen? <clears throat> and if there's people that, For different reasons, feel like they need to stay home, that's fine. You have different um, pre-existing conditions or whatever, that's fine. But we felt we needed to honor people who needed to be here. And uh, it took us a little bit to figure out all that, you know. But um, we need connection. We need connection with people. Bad things happen when we're not connected. Um, My wife and I, um, we started watching a show called Alone. You guys, how many people watch the show Alone? So good, okay. Okay. I'm, I always have to be careful which like, show I like vouch for, because sometimes I'll say a movie, like, I like that movie, and then I'll forget that it had some really like bad part to it. And then as, you know, so as a pastor, I don't know. I'm watching season one, but Leslie and these guys say it's all good. Okay, so watch alone. Uh, we start watching the show, but what you see, people, they're, they're by themselves in some location, and they have to figure out how to survive by themselves. There's no one with them. And uh, how to make fire, how to purify water, how to get food, that kind of stuff. It's, it's kind of fun. But what you'll notice is only a few days into this, people start, begin to crave human connection and start missing their families and missing their friends and missing the world that they lived in because we are wired and made for connection. Um, um, I remember after the the pandemic broke out or whatever. There was a period of time before a vaccine came out. My brother got vaccinated and he went down to Denver to get the shot. And then he said there was someone else there who got a shot. And this person's like, can I have a hug? This is the, like, he hadn't hugged anyone in however many months. And he's like, and they just hugged each other. Some random stranger. Okay. Why? We have a need for human connection. So I never, I kind of stopped hugging people and kind of kept hugging people. In fact, how many know, uh, Rick Hood. I don't know. If, I didn't see Rick today. But when we first started having church again, I'm like, all right, let's everyone, let's just, let's not hug just yet. Let's like try to, you know, give space or whatever. And Rick's like, well, Kurt, I can't come to church then. I'm like, why? He's like, because I can't not hug people. And I'm like, all right, Rick, well, come to church and just make sure you ask permission before you hug someone, okay? So So he did. And then we just started hugging everyone anyway. So... But people need connection. Okay. James 5, chapter 3 through 16, it says this. Let me ask you this question. Can you do this by yourself? Watch this. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing uh, songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one to, another, uh, to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Let me ask you a question. Can you do any of that by yourself? I mean, you could sing songs of praise by yourself, I guess. But you uh, confess your sins one to another, pray for each other so that there is healing in your life. Listen, being in relation with people and, and saying, hey, this is what I... Vulnerability is super important, guys. Confessing your sins, saying, hey, here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what, here's what I'm afraid of. And, and confessing that to a brother or sister. This happens beautifully at men's and women's groups where we're able to confess our, our struggles or our fears to people and get prayer for them. Why, why? There's healing in that environment. There's healing in that atmosphere, okay? You can't do that by yourself. Jump down to verse uh, 19. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring back that per- that person back, remember this: whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Okay, there's this picture of the body of Christ being the body of Christ to one another, and bringing back and reconciling the body of Christ. You can't do that by yourself. Uh, James five. Uh, to me, is the New Testament version of Psalms 133. Okay, Psalm 133 says this: How truly wonderful and delightful it is to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. And he goes on and talking about how that's the place where the anointing of the Holy Spirit flows. That's the place where God bestows um, a blessing and life forevermore. Okay, David is saying, "Hey, get together! How how good it is!" for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. And that Psalm 133, it's known as one of the songs, Psalms of Ascent. In other words, it was a a psalm people would rehearse going up to the temple in Jerusalem. In other words, they were coming up to the house of God to come together, to gather together. And he says, how good and pleasant it is when we all get together and worship. That's the place where God bestows a blessing, where that place of unity, that's where the anointing flows. And that's where there's life and a blessing forevermore. Amen? So I just want to say, I'm I'm preaching a little bit to the choir here, because you're here. But um, I have a tremendous, tremendous value for the body of Christ. As a matter of fact, if, if for some reason I had to quit passing a church and move to a different city, I would immediately start looking for another church. I would immediately want to get my kids connected into kids ministry and youth group. And I would immediately want to jump in and start serving. I'd want to jump in and start serving another church because I value the body of Christ. I'm not going to get everything. I'm not going to get where I'm going by myself. It, it Just God hasn't designed it that way. He hasn't designed us to be rogue. And so if you're watching online, yeah. God hasn't designed us to be rogue. Okay, it's where he bestows a blessing. And I'll kind of come to a close here with this. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, it says this. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity the one who falls down has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Okay, there is healing in relationships. There's camaraderie in relationships. There is um, protection in relationships. And to drive this point home, I have a quick video I want to play, and then we'll close the service. So go ahead and roll that video. Hey, give me 50 cents something by a pot. I don't have any Come on, I'll pay you back. I don't have any do Stop. 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 Here. 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 How's your neck? Stings. That's too bad. Pedro offers you his protection. Hey, let me borrow your bike. No. Come on, give me some chips. No. want to say that we're here to offer you some protection. Okay? If anyone's trying to steal your bike, call your pastor. We're going to get the church rallied behind you, all right? Here's a question. Are you doing life alone? Perhaps we could offer you some protection. Perhaps our city groups could offer you some protection, some covering, some camaraderie, some prayer. Amen? Okay fundamental need as a human. We need this so much. And I just want to encourage you, acknowledge this need, and let's be proactive about these spirit and soul needs that we have. I'm going to pray, and then we'll we'll close the service here. So, Father, and you guys can stand on your feet. Father, we love you. We thank you for today, Lord Jesus. Thank you for every individual in this place, Lord. God, I thank you that you've you made and fashioned us, Lord God. You created us uh, a certain way, Lord God. And I just pray we'd acknowledge those things, Lord we would get the right relationships in our life, Lord God. And in the same way, some of those relationships we have are no good for us, Lord. And I pray that the relationships we need to to hang up, we do hang up. Those relationships we need to get out of, we get out of, Lord. And I pray that you would direct us to the right people, the right relationships, Lord. And I just bless this church, and I thank you for every person here, Lord. We thank you for your love and your anointing and your grace that is here, Lord. And uh, we just thank you for today. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said... Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Thanks again for tuning into the City Lights podcast. We appreciate your support and we'd love to fellowship with you. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. Be sure to check out our website at citylights.church, where you can submit prayer requests, receive info on special events, and find our social media links. We're glad you could join us, and we hope you have a blessed week.